Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss the subconscious. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. Are we subdued today? Are we sleepy and ready for what I think is going to be kind of a stoner conversation? I feel like anytime you're talking, <laughs> like there's certain topics that I almost like resent that it feels like we should be in a dorm room, <laughs> stone, passing a joint and being like, they're called clothes, you know, that <laughs> just certain topics. I'm hearing from, we're recording this in March. I think y'all will hear this in May. Hopefully our weather has gotten it the fuck together by then because I don't know about you, but I feel like less people had had like winter blues this year. And it's almost like everyone has more of this like dreary blues of uh, yeah. just like, where are we? We're not in winter because it's like kind of warm and slightly humid, but it's gray. Also, the COVID be. cases are going up again in some. Are place. they? I just read that they they weren't, well, and I just people got, didn't understand why. I just got something. I saw that in, in the Times. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I'm glad you knew that because I was like, I, I I felt gaslit by life, you know, was, where you're like, I swear I saw it. No, it was in the <laughs> New York Times. It was not it on wasn't like the Times. it was not like your convenient theories for you dot com. No, yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> convenientheoriesforyou.com <laughs> I'm going to store that away for future time and I cannot wait <laughs> it was the New York Times but I, I don't know I'm, here they are which I mean I just had something cancelled because of it which was like a facial I mean it wasn't even a big I don't like go places and our favorite restaurant Deb's closed down last weekend because they had a bunch <gasps> of cases yeah really man. just anyway let's talk about something else other than COVID what are people doing up there? Are they all just like kissing like la 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 like it's your people. It's New York City people. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair counter. <laughs> fair counter. Because I'm like we were fine until all of you started to come in and like spend the weekend and like so true. You know, so annoying. I mean it's so yeah. It's great because it's good for the, the town but like city it's not really city but it is city anyway but i'm like bitches yeah so what are we talking about today we're talking about the subconscious and what i learned it's in you know i say it every week i probably will continue to say it every week it's always interesting what you find when you go to find these definitions because at first i just put the subconscious and and you know, nothing came up. And then it was like, did you mean the subconscious mind or the subconscious self? And I was like, first of all, I'm going to need you to relax, uh, internet. So, but then when I pushed it and was like, fine, I'll do the subconscious mind. This is why, like, sometimes I just feel crazy. You know, you type in the subconscious, nothing comes up. It's like, never heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about. Who is she? And then it's like, did you mean mind? And then you put in mind and all of a sudden Oxford's like, oh, you meant subconscious. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, is it me? Is it the internet? 
So according to Oxford languages, subconscious adjective of or concerning the part of the mind which one is not fully aware, but which influences one's actions and feelings, my subconscious fear. What I felt really validated by is I find the subconscious sort of terrifying. Like, what do you mean there's a part of us that resides within us? We have no real awareness or control over. (laughs) And then when I read the definition, I was like, oh, so you're going to go straight for my fear of like uh, that it influences us and we're not aware of it. Cool, cool, cool. Loving that for all of us. As a noun, the subconscious part of the mind, not in technical use in psychoanalysts, where unconscious is preferred, but it's the subconscious part of the mind. And then the unconscious mind is part of the subconscious, but the the subconscious is the larger category that the unconscious fits within, I was able to sort of determine. But if you're curious about... (laughs) Further adding to my terror, I don't get afraid of a lot of a lot really like deep down, but like this, this, this subconscious, it really got me. That's so, what scares you of all the things. The call comes from inside the I house. Know. Um, <laughs> so the conscious mind, apparently we use 10% of. And 90%, it's, right? 90%. Yes, I, I know. I know. 90% is I a saw mystery that. to myself. I saw like, that. What? Yep. So conscious mind analyzes, thinks and plans short-term memory. Subconscious mind, long-term memory, emotions and feelings, habits, relationship patterns, addictions, involuntary body functions, creativity, developmental stages, spiritual connection, intuition. Doesn't it seem like we should have a little more influence over all that? Like, I just... (laughs) The first thing I thought of was the high priestess when I saw our topic today, when I remembered our topic today. And the only reason I'm not as freaked out as I think I maybe would have been at one point about the subconscious is because I like to think of her as the guardian because she is of that. And it makes me feel a little bit safer. Yeah. And it's on our side. Yeah. Your subconscious isn't an enemy. But I think as someone who self-awareness has always been a big goal of mine. And I know we can't be fully self-aware, but like I'm someone who's pretty solution oriented, self-aware, like, and I want to know stuff that I think it's really hard for me to fully grasp, but that there's this huge part of us that is unknowable to us. You know, like part of me finds it like, What's interesting to me is it doesn't freak me out necessarily about other people. I find it kind of empowering. Like we can't fully know ourselves. Like we can't fully know our subconscious. Therefore, like how could we really ever fully expect to know someone else, which like keeps me curious or asking questions or like in communication with someone, you know, but like it also just, I think it's also just makes me a little bit like sad where I'm like, well, I want to know my subconscious self, you know, like it's just very hard for me to grasp, but like certain things like the subconscious and unconscious, like my therapist would have to explain it to me all the time when she would be like, I think it's possible like you're doing this because of this, you know? And I'd be like, well, it's not like that in my head. And she's like, 
That's yeah, crazy. I know. <laughs> That's the subconscious. <laughs> yeah, she's like, because it's your subconscious, you know? And she would explain it like when something's in your unconscious, she's like, you literally are not aware of it. You have no awareness whatsoever. It is it is unknown to you. And this could be memory. It could be a million things, you know, but it's just not known to you. And I always am like, I would always like argue with her both about the unconscious, the subconscious and denial, or I'd be like, right, 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 right. But you know, a little bit. And she'd be like, no, <laughs> that's, that's like, that's the whole point. I would be like, but how, like, and, and she would always have to walk me back to like points of my own life or something, but she would be like, when something's in, you know, in your unconscious, like it's truly unknown to you. You are not aware. You're not playing games. It is nowhere near on your radar. And then it moves a bit into, it moves up, I think to the subconscious. And then it's like, then it's influencing things and, just a reminder, y'all, not a therapist. This is me poorly recounting what was like taught to me. And then in the subconscious, it's influencing actions, patterns, whatever, you know, like it's somewhere. And then it like continues to move its way up. And I remember when I was reading 78 Degrees of Wisdom to your point about the high priestess, and she was talking about how much the high priestess teaches us the value of stillness and that when we're still like that's so often when we learn or get our directive of like what to do next or where to go or how to like you know pilot ourselves that we don't learn through action that it's that we actually learn but you know by being passive which is interesting that that's literally sort of how our psyche works that it's like when we slow down and and we're calm like you know in meditation or even like sometimes like i think in shavasana or something like you know it's it's in that stillness where all of a sudden you're like oh what about this or you connect a dot or you know that stuff can kind of like work its way through the cracks It's interesting that I, I know that by definition, what you're saying is true and accurate, obviously. Are you going to fight it? Or is it like um, me I'm, as well? I'm going to, I'm going to just think about it in another <laughs> way, which I know that's all true, but there's also this big piece that feels like to me that we, it's not that we don't know. It's that it's like a different pathway in or out Mm, it's it's that's interesting i don't think it's unknowable and maybe like i said i don't think everything is unknowable about it right like there are parts of what about intuition it's not that that is a huge part of you know or dreams right our dreams yes that those are generated by the subconscious Yes, they are and so it's less to me even though i know it is probably leaning more that to that end that it's unknowable that it's just what if we approach ourselves differently or give ourselves permission to learn differently or to put more emphasis on certain parts of ourselves that we have not before will will we be able to come to some sort of different understanding or conclusion or aha moment whatever 
I don't, it didn't surprise me, even though it surprised me that 10, it was 10% and 90%. I mean, it was like, I didn't, I don't know if I expected it to be that drastic. That's shocking. That drastic. But I do think most people are walking around giving all, like putting all of their eggs into the conscious mind analytical basket. Huge. I so agree with you. And, yes. and not realizing that what actually moves them through most of their life is the subconscious. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that like unknowable is maybe the wrong word and it's uncontrollable? Ooh. Because you're, you're right. It is a different pathway in and out of like the self, you know, it is a different part of you. And you know, like, I can, I was going to say I could access my intuition at any time, but like sometimes I can't, you know, like, or rather, you know, like if I'm worn out or I remember when a friend was telling me a story about like when she was overly accessing her intuition and calling kind of her spirit guide, spirit squad and for every decision. And they were like, no, like we're not talking to you anymore. You know, like you got to like, kind of figure out how to be a human and like when to be a spiritual Ooh, being nice, kind nice of plug. <laughs> and I do think that that, I, I wonder if that is a bit with the subconscious, it's like this big exercise and trust and that I don't think that we get as much control and say in it. You know, it's like whenever I felt like my subconscious has been like, you know, like revealed something to me or something's come up. Like I didn't have a huge say in that. Like I maybe was doing behaviors that supported it of like being in meditation or taking moments of stillness or going for walks, like letting myself zone out and making my conscious mind maybe take a little bit more of a back seat. I definitely did like supportive things, but I don't think you can be like, like it always cracks me up sometimes and spirituality when people are like you know i'm gonna like harness the shit out of my intuition and it's like as if it works like that you know like not everything's like you know what's that uh no i can't think of it of course Cro- uh, it. like not everything's crossfit literally, like that's not exactly what i was thinking when you were talking yeah I, I literally almost said to you what's the exercise we hate but um <laughs> yeah no it's, cross- of- it's crossfit it's like not everything can be like you can't make a spreadsheet and tick it off like for everything. And I'm like, is the subconscious this way that we're constantly remembering it? So I also found this little thing that was like the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind. And it's so interesting what you were just saying in terms of, you know, people are heavily reliant. So conscious mind takes uh, control over logical and intellectual processes. Subconscious mind mainly has to control over physical functions. So the conscious mind is decision-making, planning, communication through language and skills of organization or control by the conscious mind. Breathing and digestion, memory, feelings, emotions, beliefs, attitudes, gut instincts are controlled by the subconscious mind. That relationship is hilarious that if you're not like if you're not thinking about why you do the things you do or what is what is outside of language what is outside of organization what is outside of logic you know is a lot and a lot of what makes us up of being a person you know that 
it is kind of hilarious. I don't I've been talking and thinking a lot about learned behavior, which is, you know, basically everything. But if you had the experience ever of when someone is talking to you, I've had this recently with both people I know and clients where they're telling me a really specific behavior that a friend, a parent, someone's done that annoys the shit out of them or bothers them or triggers them, harms them a million different things, but they don't like it. And I will know for a fact they do the exact same thing. Mm. And I was like, what is that? And that it's, it's learned behavior. This morning <laughs> with a client. And I was like, uh, could it be? Well, what do you think we're accessing right now? Um, I, our logical. I think our conscious mind. You do? Yeah. I think our subconscious mind is how we sort of like pick stuff and how we feel about it. And then I think our conscious mind is like, bet, I'll I'll tell the people about it. You know, like gives us the language and organizes it. Sometimes I feel like I'm way more out of conscious mind when we do this, than I am in it. Do you feel like you're, when you read tarot, you're in your conscious mind more too, or fully? I think if you're trying to like be cool in any way, whether that's like smart or in the zone, like whatever you want to term that, I think you have to be using both. Yeah. If it was just your conscious, it would probably be really boring. And if it was just your subconscious, it probably wouldn't make sense. No, totally. So I think it has to be both. Like if you're doing anything that like people are drawn to or resonating with or connecting with, like one of the most like impactful, uh, when I was doing more comedy writing and taking, I was taking a course with a guy who was like one of the writers on the Golden Girls. So he knew a thing or two. And he was talking about like the only way to make really impactful comedic writing is for it to be clear. He's like, otherwise it's only funny to you. And I was like, whoa, that's fascinating. You know, like it was just one of those things that was so simple and it really stuck with me. So I think this is similar. If it was just subconscious, it would only be clear to you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. One of the things that the sub that I think is fascinating about the subconscious that I feel like I wish we taught and were taught is it's a lot about what we absorb. And Mm. so when you go into a space and and I'm thinking like memories and, you know, information, but when, when I sit down to write and I haven't done that in a long time, which I need to get back to, but when I would sit down to write and I remember specifically once we were living in Mexico and I just, I don't write poetry. Like it's not, it's not something I do. (laughs) And I've never, I don't think, written a poem except for one time when I like pretended I wrote a poem and my dad printed it in the newspaper and then someone wrote in saying, your daughter didn't write that poem. This person did. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> awkward. Yeah. It wasn't the best day at work for him. I was like, I'm a little girl. I just wanted you to be proud. Bye. Did you know you plagiarized? Or, yes, I mean, fully. like. Did it get away from you? Was were you like yes, you printed was, it? No. So I was I was I was like eight and maybe oh. seven or eight, and I was copying something in like a blue book and to like writing and just so because I'm a visual learner, I wanted to see what the what it was made of before I started to write my own. 
And my mom or dad walked in and they picked it up and we're like, oh my God, you're a genius. And I just, <laughs> and I just didn't correct them. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I haven't been called that before. So yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And so, but anyway, I sat down and I was in, way I was in the other room. It was when we first started dating and I just wrote this poem. And to this day, I don't even know where it came from or what happened, but it just, I tapped into something like so quickly. And I think it's just really interesting what comes up and out when you allow yourself to sift through all that you've absorbed and, and kind of create something from that. That's really interesting. This conscious mind versus the subconscious mind, which is from dia.com, P-E-D-I-A-A.com, I think, uh, if I'm reading their watermark correctly. The conscious mind does not depend on the accessible information. The subconscious mind depends only on the on the accessible information. So it is coming from inside. You know, like it is coming, like from what you're saying in terms of you know, what you've absorbed or experiences or things like that. Like, I think that's like part of what freaks me out. Like, I remember when I was in college and we had a dark room and you would print your photos, you know, and like when you would put them into the developer and you would just sort of cross your fingers and be like, please let something be there. You know, I always had this anxiety of like, I could occasionally do something cool, but then I couldn't replicate it Mm. or I couldn't. And I think that's, you know, like maybe I'm not afraid of this subconscious mind. I just like resent it of like, you'll let me access this magic or, you know, like what a tease, you know, like what a tease to sit down and you can suddenly write a poem and you're like, where's that 364 other days of the year? Where's my poetry book? Yeah, like, or not even, like, I don't even think about it in terms of, like, you know, like, uh, like producing hashtag, something. Yeah, like, girl boss. I'm now new side hustle poetry. Um, I'm a poet. <laughs> known for all its, you know, its revenue. It's funny, I was asking a, a friend who's really dedicated to poetry and stuff, and I was like, I forget why, in terms of, she's like, I actually think it, she's like, well, you definitely don't make money in poetry. And and she's like, in fact, I think it costs money to be in poetry. It was like this horrible realization she was having dawn on her about like what she was like really sort of dedicating herself to. And I'm like, oh, like for the record, I think you can make money doing anything. However, I don't think you have to make anything you're interested in a way of making money. Totally. But more my thing is, is like for my own control issues or, or whatever, it, it's like, I just want to be able to do it again. I just want to be able to replicate it. Like even for myself, you know, of just like, oh, that's cool. Mm, I think it loses its magic then though. Probably. Wait, I mean. So is if you can look back. Yes. At, because you don't know right now. I literally closed my eyes like you could see me and as if I had to in order to look you back. You do. You have to close your eyes. Look I was back. like, I have to imagine it. If you look back and you can pinpoint or or remember a time where you at the point at that time you didn't know that you were acting from your subconscious Mm. what was it what happened what were you doing what was the behavior what was the belief what was the fear 
I think a lot of my relationship stuff across the board in my 20s was very much driven by subconscious stuff, you know, of just a real mishmash, real fears of abandonment, like all that stuff that I sort of, my conscious mind knew it, like could could say like, oh yeah, I have a fear of abandonment or whatever. But I think I was masking it with logic, but I, I had no, like I hadn't even scratched the surface of what that shit meant and how, not just what it meant, what it meant to me and how it influenced me. You know, like it's one thing to to name the category. It's another thing to really understand how it manifests and drives you or when it gets triggered or when it shows up. Uh, Like I had no idea about that. Oh, yeah. A lot of pattern stuff, you know, of emotionally unavailable people or trying if if someone showed any sort of like hesitance or rejection or whatever i was like i will try to convince you like i think in my 20s my subconscious was like she doesn't seem to know what's up we've got the reins like i think i was very driven by my subconscious yeah or like just kind of across the board it's like i can't really think of something no that's a that's an example it doesn't have to be specific Yeah, like I can't think of like an incident that now I'm like, oh, upon reflection, you know, but I think that it was really helpful for me when I started to one, understand like how our brains made up and how we operate, you know, of like, I don't even think I understood how like feelings, you know, like for a long time, I would just intellectualize everything. (sighs) What I find fascinating about subconscious stuff is when it when you realize what's been happening or when you realize what happened and make that connection it's I I mean I I don't think it's like I feel like an idiot but it's kind of like how did I fucking miss that oh I say to my therapist all the time like I feel stupid saying this or I feel silly or I feel really dumb I miss this or whatever or like I'll be like I know this isn't a big statement but I realize blah or whatever but it always is I, I don't know why we feel like we should know everything that yeah. we yeah I mean I remember We've been told full well we can't you know, and yet we're like, God, I can't believe I didn't know that. It's like that. And like, I remember I was talking to a client the other day and she's so smart and, you know, successful and, and established and she's an adult and like, she's got it all, you know, together in so many ways. And we were talking about something to do with subconscious and feelings and fears or whatever. And she was like, why don't we talk about this? Like, why don't they teach us about this? Like she was genuinely like, in yeah. outraged. But I remember being, I remember waking up to the fact that I had dated only unavailable men and it was like so subconscious. Like I, I and I was like, are you like, were you the giver of advice? You, the, the woman who's like, don't take shit from anybody. Like you didn't think that there was a, you didn't see the pattern here. You didn't, yeah. you didn't take that back to long, long ago. It just, no, it did until I knew it really did not dawn on me. I feel like you're maybe similar to me where like, I don't love a cliche. 
hate, hate. Yeah, I had a feeling. And I think sometimes those realizations feel like a cliche. Totally. And like, I mean, not, I'm, this is like just straight mean, but I, I don't, I, I'm not basic. Like, I don't. Exactly. <laughs> so same, I think like uh, in regards to like my dad's death, like I think I was really hesitant to like really dive in and do the healing I needed to do because I was so resistant to having like daddy issues because my dad had died, you know, that I was like, it was a nightmare, but I'm fine. You know, like I was just, I was so resistant. Mm -hmm. And then, well, also it's like, it's complicated. So I thought like, I thought like the only thing I kind of needed to process in regards to my dad was just like his death. I was like, yeah, it was like kind of a big deal, but whatever. I like figured it out. And it's like, no, there, there was more. It was like his whole life and his influence on me as a parent. Not just that, also, not just that day. Yeah. Not just that day. Not just, not just when he became a ghost dad, but like, I also think that some of that stuff that like gets imposed upon us about like, oh, she's got daddy issues or she's this or whatever also makes us build up like another layer of resistance to connecting those dots and of being like, well, I don't want to be like that. Like, that's not good. You know, or like, I don't like uh, people having power over me. And I think sometimes like with those labels or like, with the subconscious, I feel like sometimes people can have like a power over me because like they see things I don't or something. I just don't, I just don't like it, you know? And I felt so similarly when I realized I only was dating un emotionally unavailable people and was like friends with a lot of emotionally unavailable people. Oh yeah. It's like, oh man, yeah. you know, I was like, <gasps> it was like, I woke up and suddenly like looked around and was like, where am I? You know? And, and then also like, and I think that that was actually the big process of when my therapist was like, ah, oh, yes, she's realizing something that like that. I think she used the um, un emotionally unavailable people as a way to help to teach me about the subconscious and to also help me start letting go of shame to be like, you don't have to be ashamed of like, you can't know until you know. So like, you don't have to be ashamed of it. You, It's just sort of your choice whether or not you want to bring this into your conscious mind now or not. Oh, well, thank you for leading me into my next point, <laughs> which is why so many people avoid doing any sort of deep work on themselves because, and I get it, especially it sucks, at the beginning, yeah. it's very disorienting and a little bit just like you've kind of come up for air and you're seeing all these things for the first time and it's overwhelming. But, yeah. But, and that's what I think a lot of people, you know, I, I worked with a client once who had sleep paralysis. Oh, terrifying. And yeah, I'm not, Poor thing. obviously that's not my, I wasn't working with her on that. But what was so interesting is we worked together for probably a year, once a week, and then once every other week. And when she started to kind of clean out a lot of this stuff, she stopped having it and mm. she was confronting it in a different way. So, because at this, it was, and I, there are probably a million different reasons that it surfaces, but for her, 
I think she had so much that she just hadn't accessed or tapped into that it just all flooded her when she went to sleep and she was literally Mm. frozen. So yeah, with dreams, I just, I find dreams so fascinating because they don't really make sense a lot of the time, but yet they're really revealing. Do you dream? Yeah. I'm not a big dreamer. That's because you literally are the most creative person from like the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. Thank you. My mom also like like you smoke pot. It kind of wouldn't be fair if you were like, I also have these really fantastic dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I think that um, I have like five big dreams a year that'll really be very cinematic and like stick with me, you know, and I, I'm grateful for it to be honest, because I still think about this dream where there were baby bats in it and they were the cutest things I've ever seen. And it still makes me sad. I will never really be able to explain or show someone how cute these baby bats were because no one can be in my brain. So if I had that every night, I would, I would just, I mean, go start raving mad of not being able to share like what's in my brain. But, um, I find it, I find dreams very interesting because, um, what am I trying to say without being an asshole? Again, theme of this really. I find people are a bit convenient about dreams. As someone who doesn't dream a lot, so it's just not a tool, it's not a method of divination for me. You know, it's not a, um, I don't think it's a way I connect with my subconscious. I, I, you know, it's funny. I used to have nightmares though when I was younger and I I had nightmares about my dad's death. I would have recurring nightmares that um, I had his planner and I, and I was on the phone with him and I couldn't, and he'd be like, yeah, we'll do that next week. And and I couldn't tell him that it stops, that he, that he dies. Oh God. Yeah. That was fun. And that he faked his death and, So I would like see sort of like kind of feeling crazy. Like I would think I would see him, you know, and then we found out he faked his death. Um, And I feel like there was one more, but anyway, those were, were two. I would have them every single night for like five years and then they just went away. And then after I had cancer, I would have a recurring dream about once a week for about for several years that the cancer came back, which is not surprising, you know, like, and it wasn't that scary, but it was that consistent. And I remember being kind of like, I'm just sort of over it. Like, what up? And I remember being by the water and just being like, and talking to myself and just being like, it's totally fun. Like, dream whatever you want. But like, could we dream some new stuff? And I don't, I mean, maybe it was my higher self. I don't, I don't know. But like, I just heard this voice of like, well, just admit you're scared, you know, like just admit you are scared that it could come back. That like, it was really fucking weird in the first place. You had cancer. It'd be really like, you don't know. It could come back. There could be like, that's a scary thing to live with, you know? And I was like, yeah, I've been playing it pretty cool, but uh, yeah. I'm a little terrified when it, when, when it all comes down to it and just like had this conversation with myself, which like, I wonder if I was literally talking to myself and people were like, she's having a moment, but, um, they stopped after that and I haven't had one since, you know, which I find 
so interesting. Like sometimes I find it so interesting with the subconscious, like when it can be really clear of like, oh, just, just admit you're scared. And then it's like the terror will end, you know? And other times, I mean, I, I think it's because people love to tell me their dreams or be like, what do you think? Or like, I th do you think this means this? And I don't think dreams mean anything except uh, I don't think they're predictive. I don't know that. I don't know how I feel about them in terms of psychic stuff. How do you feel about dreams with psychic stuff? I think they're more, I think they're just about us, you know, or like, there some um it's like our own movie about whatever we're wrestling with i don't know that they're necessarily like predictive if that makes sense it does i think it would i think it's very rare that it would be i don't think it's impossible but yes i yes. think it would be very rare i'm talking our run of the mill just dreaming not <laughs> something special but just like your run of i think you know what i mean of the person who's like you know, really wants a promotion. And it's like, I had this dream and I saw gold. And I think that means I'm going to get the promotion. Oh yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. Not who, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that the people I don't think want, I believe in. no, I don't, but I'm also of the mind of like, whatever people want to believe to believe mm. as long as it's not harmful, doesn't yeah. bother me as long as that's, it's not harmful. Yeah, that's fair. That's so, a good that's a good option. So what I, how I think of dreams is at night when we go to sleep, there are things that maybe we remember, maybe we don't of our dreams. I'm sure you dream, but just don't remember them. You know, and I think it's probably not possible. Well, you do smoke a lot of weed. So I, I don't know. Maybe you just shut that down, but I think it's stuff clearing out. I think it's stuff that mm. during the day has not been able to, you know, come through or, or, come to the surface or be thought about. And it's kind of like our subconscious way of taking care of us. Mm. So I often dream about people from my past, which is so annoying, Ugh, so annoying, yes. but it's like, it happens all the time. And I'm like, I'm, I don't care about that person anymore. Like truly I wish them the best. I've released them, but apparently I haven't. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I find it really rude, but also, so rude. you know, important to be like, okay, well, what's my shit around that? You know, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it's a message and I think I have to, it would be, it would be helpful if I took that and, you know, sat with it a little bit. But I think when you use your dreams as, or when you honor your dreams, I should really say, when you honor your dreams for whatever they are and don't put too much weight onto them, don't make them mean this, that, or the other thing, but just let them illuminate something. They can be really healing. I mean, that's like a fair point, I think, for kind of anything going on in your brain in a way. Like sometimes if you'll just like give it a beat before you like put anything on it, you know, like meaning, attachment, 
that's often like what we need, you know, mm -hmm. like to your point about like what your, um, I think client was talking about in terms of education, like I so wholeheartedly agree and also trauma, like the way trauma impacts the brain is fascinating as well, which can't be ruled out with the subconscious that that's directly where that resides. Why don't we take and, it? Yes. No, but like, I'm asking you why you think it is purposefully left out. Mm, I don't think there, nobody knows that this is useful information. I think it's so scary and threatening to people to really acknowledge we're not in control and that our brains, it's not like you can't think your way out of everything. You can't think your way to complete emotional and uh, like success and well-being you know like i think that i i was listening to um a podcast called uh last day which i'll be f huge you know like air horn wah wah like trigger warning it is uh season one is about the opioid crisis season two is about suicide so oh, it's not uplifting. It is fascinating. And there was an episode about Dr. Jeremy, not going to remember his last, Richmond, maybe. He was a, uh, science, a brain scientist. I want to say maybe human behavior as well. I don't fully remember. And he also lost his daughter in Sandy Hook. And he did all of this work around you know, like, what do we do? Like, what do we do when tragedy occurs? What are ways we can combat violence? Like, it seems like empathy is a huge tool for that, you know, and he also was like, let's quit calling it mental health and start calling it brain health. And this is someone devoted to these things. And he ended up, you know, ending his life. And it's like, he did. yeah, he did. And, uh, something that was really interesting. I mean, this is someone who's an expert in all of this, you know, and has this personal experience. And one of his friends is on to talk about him and speak about, and he also lost a child in Sandy Hook. That was part of why they were friends. And he was saying, this isn't just for um, people who lose a child, but in general, when people have suffered some sort of major event, when they are at most risk is is not in the in the immediate time frame it's usually i want to say the window begins at like seven years doesn't after, surprise me jesus which I, i've experienced that you know like i've experienced that with stuff being really walloped years later by something and then gaslighting the shit out of myself of like that happened so long ago why am i really upset now or like why do i have all these feelings about that you know and yet there's all these studies and i think it's like sort of like what we've seen in the u.s with covid of like i mean over a million people, I believe, have died at this point, and people are still saying it's a cold, you know, and it's like, we just, I just think this stuff is so scary, you know, that we're this fragile in some ways, that people are just like, nope, I'd rather pretend it doesn't exist. I think we're more fragile in the United States than a lot of countries as well. I was, one of my clients is dating an Afghan man who she, who escaped and 
who's a pilot and they were like, you can't leave. And he literally like flew away. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Right. But he was saying too, that there are, I don't know if it's that we're not really anchored in anything as a culture. I know that sounds pretty mm. extreme, but it's true though. You know, that's why we, well, white people. Yeah. White people like we don't really, really give a shit about, community we don't know how to live in them anymore we don't like as a as a whole like we're not doing so hot there yeah and in service and gratitude like all those things are like pretty pretty uh dicey yeah that's why we like to steal it or buy it yeah exactly and so i do think a big part of why this stuff isn't taught or upheld or, or not upheld but um celebrated or like put on the same level as your conscious mind is because there's so much fear around what we'll find out about each other and ourselves and and like mm. what we do about that and i think we're just ruled so much by fear and i don't mean that in a gaslighty choose love way i never do no. obviously <laughs> Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of us using so little of us. And yes, that's so sad. And it's so normalized. And the people that are using bigger portions of themselves are ostracized or, you know, oppressed or, I mean, look at the way trans people are treated. You know, I think like they're, they're trying to access their a, a huge part of themselves, right? And it's so threatening to people that and it literally affects no, no one for the individual one. And that it just it's so sad because the older I get and the more you know I see and read, I'm like, we are just these fragile, fucking scared people who are j just not not rooted in reality and not allowing ourselves to also sit and be still and find out something that we don't know and be okay with that, that we didn't know yeah. it, that we can kind of, we can be okay in that. Yeah. Do you also, I mean, I'm going to come in kind of hot with something here. Hot. Yeah. I also think that most Americans are huge spoiled babies the most entitled even if you had a hard life you know like i still think most of us like i think we've had it pretty good and i think that american society the obsession with happiness and individualism it just sets you on like acquiring and like all this stuff that I think also too is in direct opposition like to the subconscious like if we were going to really make an investment in mental health in the U.S. and and actually like value brain health and value and like really give it the same importance that we give physical health, which is also laughable in our society <laughs> as someone. I mean, I have health insurance. I've just gotten approved to go on a drug that's like, you know, I'm literally approved for it. I've been going through all this shit to get on it. And it still cost me almost $900 for it with insurance. Like, 
fuck you, America, as it comes to healthcare. You know, like nope. it's just shocking it's to shocking. me. And nine hundred. I got. I I came home and a I month? cried. A month and because, like, because I can afford it. It's it, like, it, it, do I want to spend my money on it? No, but like. I just really felt for the people who it's not an option. And you that's know? not an option for so many people. So many people. I mean, think, I mean, for, for this was a full disclosure. It's a, it's a diabetic med, uh, medication. I've recently been diagnosed as having latent type one autoimmune diabetes. And I've had to go through a lot to get this diagnosis. And like, I come from such a place of privilege. I can't afford to keep, you know, like knocking on doors and asking and saying, run this blood, you know, test. If, if my insurance doesn't cover it, I'll pay for it. But it's crazy. It's so insane. It's like thousand dollars to get blood work minimum. Yes. Like if, it, if it's out of network. It's like, what is the point of any of this? There is if, no like, point. So, and I, I lived in England where they have the NHS and yes, I know it's not perfect, but like I had excellent medical care that I never paid a penny for, you know, like it can be done. I mean, is, of course it can in, in the fucking United States. It's such a bunch of bullshit. It's, it's, this is why like when, when people who are like all patriotic are like USA number one, yeah, I'm, I'm like, like, we don't have you, it literally like, same. I'm like, you dumb fuck. Like take, yeah, like take the American flag down. You don't even have fucking health insurance. Literally yeah, until we have universal health care. Like I don't want to, what are you proud it. about? And, I mean, yeah, it's great that we're not like in famine and like yeah we have running water like we're pretty yeah. good on water yeah we're good I on water like. oh well flint i mean we don't give a shit that black people are no we don't are care being about poisoned that. by water and flint, white people you know? have water white people have clean water for now for now but i really think that if we were gonna look at these things if we were gonna really value this prioritize it treat it the same then we, think of all the things that would have to be acknowledged mm -hmm. like and changed and changed exactly like if we were i mean we can barely get people to acknowledge like white privilege we can't you know, and we can't it's not true happening. a few it's not globally recognized Absolutely i would not. say or how about the how about men talking about my mom was literally just telling me about she was in a doctor's office the other day and she heard two women laughing and one of them i think was the practitioner was the practitioner and she came in and she said they were laughing and I hope that they were laughing on the right side of things that this guy, that this young boy, he just, he just doesn't know how to ask girls out anymore since, you know, the me too movement. He's just so, he's just scared to talk to women now. Like, right. Don't well, be a fucking rapist and you should yeah. be okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Exa yeah. exactly. Yeah. That I'm like, that's why, in my opinion, that's why it's not. If, if we were going to really teach it, we would have to acknowledge the power it has. We would have to acknowledge that like the whole idea of telling people to like bootstrap shit is like wrong and, and it's not taking into effect, you know, like what has happened to people or what role that plays on people. Like I think about it a lot in terms of athletes because it's still like, makes headlines when when athletes talk about like their mental health and i'm like I, imagine being treated like a performance machine as a human being and like everyone being like yeah 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 you're totally a person but like you're gonna need to win this because like we're all dependent on that you know like and then people are shocked like i was so proud of Naomi 
Osaka? I think Osaka, it's Osaka, Osaka, yeah. Yeah. And her being like, I'm pulling out because hey. I don't want to do press. It's bad on my mental health. I've talked about this numerous times and like not feeling supported and, you know, by like the, I don't know, the tennis police, uh, but the, like the tennis, tennis association. Oh, yeah, yeah, tennis. And there was a gymnast, Simone, she, was that her name? It's the gymnast. Yeah, Simone Biles, like, because yeah, she got lost, you oh, know, man. in the middle of her tumbling. And, like, people were like, give me a break. Like, you're just a tumbler. How about or the, all the fucking abuse that, I mean, and, uh, yeah. like, and people were like, come correct. She's a gold medalist. She's a trauma survivor or she's a sexual abuse survivor who had to put all that shit on blast not that long ago. Yeah. And they were like, also as a former gymnast, like, let me just tell you when that happens to you, you can die. Like you can fall and be paralyzed. Like she's being responsible because she's also like is a role model. But I'm like, how is that? Like, how are people... I mean, you know, like everyone's brave, you know, behind the internet or, you know, in the stands or whatever. Would they say it to her face? I highly doubt it. But that idea of like, I don't get it. Or it's not that big a deal or like all of that sort of stuff. I'm just, it's, it's so silly to me. I don't, I, I think like at this point I feel a little depressed as a society that like until we acknowledge this stuff like i, I don't know what progress is We're possible not, it's not us. i i have decided that there will be no progress and i <laughs> <laughs> uh progress is canceled progress uh, we canceled. will let you know if that, that doesn't mean that i will not stop doing and i think on a small scale that's all you can really focus on because on a large scale as far as progress i mean South Carolina this morning, I read they're putting, you know, trying to pass the law right now to make abortion completely illegal, which would lead to 10 years in prison if a woman got an abortion. Like, what do you mean progress? Like, yeah, you know, the men, the cops who killed. Oh, what is his name? I want to say his name. Right. There's just so many in Minneapolis. I have to figure out what his name is so that I can say it. I will. I will put that in the notes. But there was a black man who was killed he was lying on a couch and yes i saw that not, horror show and they were not news. convicted what a shock and like progress what you know like george floyd it, it does m- millions of other black americans who were killed for absolutely no reason i mean what progress there's no fucking progress it's because it's convenient for very few people at the top to have things exactly the way that they are and then the people that that, you know, helps, they are all for it. You know, I just saw a bunch of Christians hanging out with like, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for Trump. It's like, poor Jesus. It's like, he didn't ask for this. <laughs> he didn't ask for this shit. <laughs> Why you got to bring Jesus into it? I'm sure he was a nice guy. And like, this is just not, I don't think this is what he intended. I'm just imagining Jesus doing the like cut it sign like no like it's not me Nuh-uh. yeah it wasn't me <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but I I feel the more pa- we become more powerful and th- more progress is possible when we allow ourselves to tap into this subconscious mind to sit to write to meditate to move to to be in conversation with it or or and it's not it with no goal. Right. It doesn't have to be yeah. like about manifesting. I'm so sick of that word. I could just vomit. But I, I, I just 
they've ruined everything. These, you know, these spiritual people who say things until they're watered down to no end. They're like Pedialyte. But anyway, it's just when you're, it's not about getting something. It's about knowing or accessing or just being more whole, right? And when we're more whole, we see things in a more holistic way. Mm. Nothing matters until it matters to so many Americans, right? Like gun violence doesn't matter. Oh my God. That's... I mean, granted, I try not to be a virtue virtue signaler, but I do I do try to be aware and I try to be a conscious community member. And yes, you do. Not to be a total fucking asshole, which apparently is my <laughs> number <thing> three. <laughs> number three. But like, when someone's like, "Did you know that like trans women are killed like a lot?" <laughs> I'm like, "Where have you been?" Like, not funny. Not yes, funny like for the average black trans woman, are they're you know, life expectancy is like 35, you know, like in America, like, yes, this is a a problem. Because right now, if, and again, this is not about I'm better than you or you're better, whatever. It's like, if, if we are not not really that, no, it's not. However, if we at this time in history don't know stuff, it is because you have chosen ignorance. And yeah. I'm sorry, but that that there's no way around that truth. And we've all chosen it. It's not that, like you cannot choose it every day in some way. You don't have that doesn't mean that every single fight you have to be on the front lines of, but an awareness that this is happening is and and what I was saying is like if gun viol- gun violence doesn't matter to a lot of humans until it's at their door, right? Poverty doesn't matter. War doesn't matter. And not that it's like, I don't give a shit about those people. Although some people are saying that, but it's more like we don't have a capacity to hold truth as a society. We do not have capacity to hold pain. We do not have a capacity to hold more than ourselves because we are not holding ourselves. So how the fuck are we going to have compassion or be able to be like, Jesus Christ, that is a horrific thing that happened. I am sending this. I am going to do this. I'm going to then co- go back to my life because I'm alive and I, and I'm going to live it, but I'm going to acknowledge that person's pain or the collective pain and try to be better to that end. Yeah. I really like what you're saying because I, what you're touching on that I think is an important distinction is I do think we don't owe, we don't owe people anything. But I do think we owe them witnessing. We owe them their truth. And you can acknowledge what's happening to trans people or you can acknowledge abortion rights. You can acknowledge these things. You can acknowledge poverty, these sort of things, and not have to like think you have to solve it or take it on board or whatever. Like, I think a great kindness and healing thing you can do is to just not deny people's truth and yep. just go like, that's really sad and I don't like it and it makes me uncomfortable and I don't know what to do with it yet, but, but literally just acknowledging it. I think we owe people that. And I think it's something that's coming up, especially in the U S over and over again of like, this is why things escalate to violence because people are only going to ask to be seen so, many, so times. many times. 100%. And if we don't acknowledge ourselves, how will we know how to acknowledge others' pain and stuff? And I think a huge part of that is sitting with 
the fear, the stuff that we don't think about every day, stuff that we don't consciously maybe know, but is there everywhere. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you think people fight their subconscious because they're afraid they won't like it? And, but I, I, think we uh, essentially uh, answered that. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. Uh, my answer would be a resounding yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't call me. I'll call you subconscious. <laughs> Never. Oh, sorry, I can't get to the phone right now. So if somebody wanted to be more in dialogue with their subconscious, what do you, or top wanted tips, to start? Tips and tracks. Yeah. How how would you suggest they start doing? You're the six ways you can access your subconscious. I would, some of my personal faves are sometimes I like to just sit and have tea and be quiet when that's available and just like close my eyes. Movement is always huge for me because it takes me somewhere that I don't, that I wouldn't go. And also it allows me to release things that I know that I store and also can't put language to sometimes. Mm. And that's a huge part of the subconscious I think is, is yeah, it's in your mind, but it affects your, your whole being. So I like to move it. And, you know, my meditation practice is not, is not something that is traditional I'd say, but I know that does help a lot of people. So if meditating is your thing or, you know, breathing, consciously while sitting is your thing. I think that's really helpful to access it. And even lying in bed and putting your legs up the wall before you're going to bed to just kind of be all those things I think are easy. Also shower, shower time's really good when you're washing yourself off bath or shower. Yeah. And you can say like, turn off, like you can turn off your conscious mind, not completely, but you can, you can be in conversation with it where you're like, I'm turning the dial down on that and allowing something well, else. That's what I was going to say to people to start notice when you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, when do you feel like maybe if you're someone who has a really rocking like inner monologue going all the time or something like, when is that quiet? You know? And like, I used to tell people whenever they had to have a big conversation with someone to like go for a walk. Cause like, not looking at each other sometimes just like kind of having an activity like you could have a bigger conversation or something mm-hmm. like it would feel better so i think it's sort of like a similar thing when when are you able to sort of like be chill with yourself you know that it's love not as that. maybe focused on something i love that well thanks for coming on this journey with us people we do appreciate it. We really do. And I don't feel like we were that stonerish at all, actually. No. No, I thought it was going to be like the subconscious man. Man, bro, you know? what is it? Like, <laughs> oh. cheers. <laughs> That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 